Okay. Sorry, I didn't, I didn't bring my King James Version Bible. I got my NASB, so I picked up the, the wrong one. So, starting in verse 5, it says, When brothers live together, and one of them dies and has no sons, the wife of the deceased shall not be married outside the family to a strange man. Her husband's brother shall go in to her and take her <coughs> to himself as wife and perform the duties of a husband to her. <coughs> now, verses 5 through 10 here, it says these verses deal with the uh, leveret marriages. Anybody know what leveret means? Y'all do. don't know Latin? Okay. We're American. Okay. Exactly. Okay, well, le leveret marriage is the word leveret comes from the Latin meaning husband's brother. So, okay, so we're talking about le Come on in, sir. We're talking about leveret marriages is what we're talking about. Now, these leveret marriages provided that when brothers dwelt or lived together, and one of them died, the living brother was to marry his dead brother's wife and raise up an, an heir to him. Uh, she was not to, to marry a strange man or she was not to marry outside the family. Now this brother was to go into his sister-in-law, take her as his wife and perform the duties as a husband's brother to her according to the, the word of God. Now, I'll ask a question. Do you think these marriages were mandatory or voluntary? Do you think they were mandatory marriages? Leverant marriages were mandatory? Or do you think they were voluntary? They really weren't mandatory because if they refused, she could go before the council of the elders and say that he refused to take his responsibility and she could hit him and spit in his face and then he would be shamed among people. So they were not mandatory. They were not compulsory. You know, when you read it, first read it, you think, well, these are marriages that have to be, you know, they have to do it. They're not. They were strongly applied as a strong option, you know. They were strongly applied as that, but they were not mandatory. Uh, now, let's ask another question. Do you think the brother had to be single or could he be already be married? Had to be single. Had to be single. Had to be a single man. He couldn't be married. Had to be and a why single would man. you want to punish him like that? <laughs> I ain't no one. <laughs> I can only deal with one. I don't want to have two. <laughs> but that's right. They were. They had to be single. They, they, they uh, were not to be... Uh, be uh, married. Do you think that's one of the reasons is because a widow that can, couldn't couldn't survive on her own? I mean, well, we're talking about a little bit, a little bit the widows, and it depended on if the widow, you know, certain reasons the widow had children or whatever, you know. This. If, he, if he takes her in the wife and performs the duties of a husband with her, it will give lineage 
to his brother. That's right. And that was the purpose behind these elaborate marriages was if a brother died without a child, childless, that he was to marry his sister-in-law so he could continue and raise up heirs for his okay. brother, join his yeah, brother's name. But like I said, they, they had to be, they weren't mandatory, they were voluntary marriages. And the person, the brother had to be single. Okay. In one sense of the word, just carry the bloodline forward. That's right. That's all it was to carry the bloodline so there wouldn't be a, the name wouldn't disappear out of the land of Israel. So the name would go on. But like me, you know, as we lived back then, my brother, he's got the only Howard heir in my family. So the name will go on through him. Me, I had three daughters. I have no. So then that's really, you know, it, it goes on. The, our name goes on through him, uh, through his his family. And that's the reason why they had these marriages. And so that wouldn't have, you know, so the name would, would uh, leave Israel, you know, be uh, forgotten about. Uh, now, like I said, the elaborate marriages were not mandatory in Israel, but they were applied as strong uh, uh, options to brothers who shared the same estate. Now, uh, See, and it talks about, you know, uh, in Leviticus uh, uh, 18.6, which where it's talking about being single. This is where you find, would read that at, talking about they couldn't be married, would be Leviticus 18.16 and uh, Leviticus 20.21 would be because you would be committing adultery if you were married and married your brother's wife. You would be what is it? Just I'll, I'll just read it to you. Sir. I can't remember exactly how it said, how it had it stated. It. I wish I'd have brought my King James Bible. So eighteen sixteen it says, "You should not uncover the nakedness of your brother's wife. It is your brother's nakedness." And then in 2021, 20, it says, if there is a man who takes his brother's wife and is abhorrent, he has uncovered his brother's nakedness, they will be childless. So, and so what it's saying is that, uh, that it, they had to be single, they couldn't be, be married because they would be committing adultery. That's what they would be doing. Uh, So what it's saying here in verse 5 of Deuteronomy is that the brother had to be unmarried and and he had, and kind of like what Melissa said a while ago, and wished to keep the property or the family's property and the family but pass it on to a son or heir. Uh, when I say property, you know, I mean what his brother's inheritance. Uh, and when I say son, it should be child. The NASB says son. But the, the better translation is what the King James Version says, child. It should be child. Uh, because Numbers 27 verses 4 through 8 gives daughters 
the same right as sons when inherit uh, during inheritance uh, when there were no sons. That's in Numbers 27, 4 through 8. And I cannot remember. Well, I'll just turn over and read it to you. Numbers 27, 4 through 8. It says, Why should the name of our father, uh, the name of our father, be withdrawn from among his family because he had no sons? Give us a possession among our father's brothers. So Moses brought their case before the Lord. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, The daughters of Zephalahed are right in their statements. You shall surely give them a heritage, a possession among their father's brothers, and you shall transfer the inheritance of their fathers to them. Further, you shall speak to the sons of Israel, saying, If a man dies and has no sons, then you shall transfer the inheritance to his daughters. So that's why I say, you know, the NSB use sons, and it should be the King James has the correct translation where it's a child. So, because we know in those days, in still parts of the world, women are treated like second class citizens. But here, God said, no, they, they'd be treated just like the, the boys, boys they inherit. Uh, so, the first, the first thing, do just a little recap in here. Said the first, the married brother, or the uh, uh, deceased, the deceased brother and the single brother had to live together or dwell. It says, do I think the King James says dwell together? Uh, what do you think it means to dwell together? What do you think that means they had to live in the same house or live in the same area or just live close together? What, what do you think that means when it says dwell? When it says what's dwell together? The same house, sir. I think it means the same house. You think it means the same house? What somebody else does? <coughs> I think live, be living in the same way. Same way? Yes. What do you mean? Maybe not in the same house, but dwell together means getting along and being a family. Okay. And maybe not. I have family that I don't live with. Right. But I feel that we're still close and we're still family. Right. We're not estranged from one another. I think maybe that's... Cause why, would, why would brothers... I don't know how it was back then. Well, I think what it means, what I think it means is that the uh, that they didn't have to live in the same house together. They just had to live close to each other. And the reason why they had to live close to each other in the same area. So if the brother died, the sister-in-law would be familiar with the brother-in-law. He wouldn't be a stranger to him. I, I think that's what I think. Now maybe told maybe like Brother James said, it may be they had to, you know, live in the same house. You know? And if they did, they if it's inheritance. <clears throat> They would probably they might live on the same property. Yeah. Look up dwelling in Google. It's the same house. In your dwelling, same house, same, house. same, house. same, house. same neighborhood, same house. Right. So a forty-seven reference version for dwelling. <laughs> yes. How <laughs> big? <laughs> <laughs> you know Google can't lie. Yeah, Google, Google can't lie. No, no I got. I, never mind. I ain't gonna say. <laughs> 
But that's what I think. Like I said, it may be, it may mean you know they had to live in the same house. I think it meant they had to live in the same area, so that, so she would be familiar with with her brother-in-law. Either way, it doesn't. They just had to. Well, are you talking about when the when before he died, before the man died, he left his wife? Right. Are you saying that that him and his wife and his brother should be living in the same dwelling? Same, same area. They same should area. live in the same okay. area. Okay. The same area. Or same dwelling, you know. So, some people believe it's the same dwelling, like Brother James, and some people believe it's just, you know, in the same area. Think about it. Back in those times, these times during Deuteronomy, when the kids got married, a lot of them just moved their wife yes. or husband right. into the houses, and they're they're living in one room. And, you know, to me, I believe it probably, I believe kind of like uh, James does. Yeah. If, if you're going to dwell with me, you're going to live in that house. Right. If you're going to live somewhere else, you're not dwelling there. Right. That's just me. Yeah. And a lot of times when they were getting ready to get married, they go ahead and start adding on to the house before they got married. Right. Yeah. Good. So. Now, uh. Okay. <laughs> now, the second thing. Would be if the couple were childless, there would be no need for the second marriage. They were talking about, you know, him being single, he had to be single. There would be, or I'm sorry, if the couple had ch children. children, the couple had children, there would be no need for the second marriage. Because if she had, him and her had children, the children's duty was to take care of their mother. So, so there would be no need for the second marriage. There would be no need for the, the brother to marry his, his deceased brother's wife. Uh, in fact, it was like I said, it was against the law for the brother-in-law to marry his sister-in-law if they if they had children. And like, <clears throat> like a, you know, I read in 18, 16, and 2021. 20, uh, Leviticus 2021 20, uses the word abhorrent. Which you know as in NASB, uh, which is a strong feeling of hate, loathing, disgust, especially for moral reasons. So it, it was it was totally hated that that <coughs> that something like this would 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 happen. And the third, it says the brother-in-law had to be willing to marry his brother's widow, as stated before. The marriages were not mandatory. And and if the brother, the single brother, refused to do it or refused to marry his sister-in-law, he was confronted by the elders and they would try to reason with him. It's like Melissa was talking about a while ago. The elders, she would go to the elders and say, hey, he refuses to do the duty of a, of a husband's brother. And so the elders would call him to the to them, they would try to reason with him to get him to do because it was it was a strong strongly applied that the brother would do this, but it, like I said, it wasn't mandatory. And if he still refused, the woman was to take his shoe off for the next day. That was, I guess, a sign of like you know Ruth is a, Ruth and Boaz is a is a good example of that. You know the 
the next of kin refused to marry uh, Ruth because he was already married. So this is what they did. <coughs> Boaz took a shoe from him, which is saying, you know, that they were making an agreement. But she was to take his shoe off and spit in his face and, 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 uh, and, uh, Instead, say that he he was refusing to honor his dead brother, and that and that it brought dishonor to himself and his family. When he, if he later had one, so when this happened, she, she would take his shoe off, spit in his face, and say he was a disgrace to his family. And then that name would follow him and his family from now on. From now on. So. And this, this verse here, verse 5, is the verse that uh, the Sadducees used to try to trip up Jesus. Mm -hmm. It's the very verse they tried to trip him up. And it was in Matthew 22, 24 is uh, one place, you know, where the, it talks about it. Mark 12, 19 is a, another place. And Luke 20, 28, it speaks about it. Like I said, this is the very verse that the Sadducees tried to trip Jesus up. In, in, uh, about, uh, well, I guess what they're trying to say is trying to get him to say it was okay to commit adultery. I guess that's what they were trying to get him to say. But, like I said, this was the very verse they used to try to do that. Uh, then I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna read six, uh, 6 down through 12 it says then shall be that the firstborn whom she she bears shall assume the name of his dead brother so that his name will not be blotted out from misery but if the man does not desire to take his brother's wife then his brother's wife shall go up to the gate to the elders and say my husband's brother refused to establish a name for his brother in Israel he is not willing to perform the duty of her husband's brother to me and the elders of the city shall summon him and speak to him. And if he persists and says, I do not desire to take her, then his brother's wife shall come to him and decide of the elders and pull his sandal off his foot and spit in his face. And she shall declare, thus uh, it is done to the man who does not build up his brother's house. In Israel, his name shall be called the house of him whose sandal is removed. Now, verse uh, 11 and 12 says, If two men, a man and his countrymen, are struggling together, and his wife and the wife of one comes near to deliver her husband from the hand of the one who is striking him, and puts her hands, uh, I think the king... And Caesar says, I think the King James says this, his secrets. Uh, then you shall cut off her hand and you should not have pity. We know what secrets is, right? Explain that to us. Well, you know, it's kind of like the bird, the, the little boys. They got, you know, <laughs> you know, the man's genitals. She reaches out and grabs him by the genitals. And, uh, and it says here, then you shall cut her hand off, and you shall not have pity. Uh, so the two men are fighting. She reaches out to deliver her husband because he's getting the fire beat out of him, and she's trying to help get old 
four off of him, and she grabs the other guy by the stinker, the no yeah, the secrets, and uh, to get him off of him, you know, and then uh, this was a uh, That's kind of a rash punch. Yeah, I wouldn't, you know, I think so, because there have been many times I've used that to get folks off me. But if she damaged his secrets, he had kicked it in his lens. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. That's why, that is why they cut her her hand off, because that could damage his, his genitals where he could not the family name of So that's a, a, absolutely correct. So, and this is, you know, it's the first punishment by mutil mutilation in the Pentateuch. And we know the Pentateuch is what? First five. First five books of the Bible, what Moses wrote. So this is the first, uh, the first uh, uh, example, and the only example in the Pentateuch where the punishment was uh by mutilation. So, and it was because, like Brother Gene says, because something could happen and it would have kept him from carrying on you know, the family name. Uh, verses 13 through 16, it says, You shall not have in your bag different weights a large and, and a small. You uh, shall not have in your house different measures, a large and a small. Verse 15, it says, You shall have a full and just weight. You shall have a full and just measure that your days may be prolonged in the land which the Lord your God gives you. For everyone who does these things Everyone who acts unjustly is an abomination to the Lord your God. So verse 13, you shall not have in your bag different weights and a, uh, a large and a small. What do you think? What do you think that means? Just balance of, of like a pound of grain per pound. Well, there it balances out. It, you don't, you don't kind of Right. Get your weights to where you can gain on, on the weight. You're not crooked, not crooked in your feet. Yes. You're honest. You're honest. Reference scriptures here Leviticus 19, 35, and 36, and Amos 8, 5. Yeah, be, your weights are to be just. You're to be honest. You're to be not crooked. Should be above reproach. Right. Above reproach. That's right. <laughs> Cause you know I don't know. Some of y'all may know what pupwood hauling is. <laughs> I remember we used to cut pupwood. I remember this guy every time we go to the yard and do the uh, you know the, get the measure, see how much wood we had on that. That sucker man, if that dude was, we'd buy the wood from, we'd pay attention. He'd throw his fingers under to make it taller. He died. I'm like, Dave, are you kidding me? But he would. That's not a just, <laughs> that would be, <laughs> that's not just, that's crooked. You have it all time. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying, and if I probably said his name, some of y'all probably know him. 
That's a bag full of scales. It's stinking. That's right. That's right. I'm fixing one right above it so it wasn't quite as much. Yeah. But anyway, that's why I said, you know, it's, you to be honest and all, just not in, in measuring barley or corn. You to be honest in all your dealings with everybody at all times. You know, that what's wrong with part of the reason what's wrong with the world today is, is a man's word ain't worth a flip anymore. Mm -hmm. Used to, if a man gave you his word, you could tell it. It's like Miss, I said it before, and I'm just not saying it because she's sitting here, and because Melissa's sitting here. But Mr. Farmer, my daddy has told me numerous times, if Mr. Farmer told you something, you could take it to the bank. You could, you could count them. Those are the two men that, that I know. My daddy said, if they told you something, you could take it to the bank. And that's the way it should be now. You should you tell somebody something, that's the way it should be. You should be honest in all your dealings. So when somebody looks at you and says, hey, if he tells you something, you can count Seal it. it with a handshake. That's right. You can't do that no more. People... <laughs> They'll seal it with a handshake and turn it off and <laughs> try to shoot it. Yeah, yeah. Try to take try to take your watch off your hand when they do it. You know. They give you a handshake now. You have to count your fingers. Be sure that you got it. That's right. That's right. Yes. Let me read these two scriptures as I'm doing. Yes. Ye shall do no unrighteousness in judgment, in measure, in weight, or in measure. Just balance it. Just weight. A just heap of and a just hand, hell, I am the Lord your God, which brought you out of the land of Egypt. Yes. So he didn't leave, leave any room for cheating. No. No. What was that scripture again? Leviticus uh, 19, 35, and 36. Somewhere in there it also said that the measure should be pressed down. So you'd sure enough be getting right. what you need. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah, you know, your weights and your measures are to be equitable. Now we hear that word a lot today. <coughs> no. <laughs> like a bushel of peas if you didn't mash it down. You wouldn't you wouldn't have nothing like a bushel. No bushel. Yeah, you wouldn't have you wouldn't have hardly any in the bushel. You have you'd have to push it down. But your weights and measures are to be equitable so people are not cheated. You are to be uh, also as uh, uh, up, upright and straight with people and, and with your deeds. <coughs> and, and it says if you do this, if you're uh, obedient, God said that he would, uh, that you would prosper us in your land. If we would do this today in America, we would be having we'd be obedient to God and do what he says. We'd be honest and just and upright and straight with with people. We wouldn't be having all this, as Brother Gary says, and he says correctly, this woke satanic ideology that's running around the country today. And wokeism is nothing but straight of the devil is all it is. That's all it is. <laughs> It's, the world says get away by get get ahead by whatever way 
whatever means you can. That's right. That's whatever. the world's way. You know, if you have to step on somebody, oh well, you know, it's a, mm-hmm. and that's not, you know, Jesus said love one another. And if you truly love love one another, you're not going to want to get over on somebody. Really. You know, and if somebody gets over on you, you know, God says he'll take care of it. And I truly believe that you're never going to get ahead by mistreating someone else or trying to cheat somebody. It's just not right. You know, you read the book of Proverbs. It talks about that all through the book of Proverbs. talking about doing people wrong, but you know what you sow, what you're going to reap, and, you know, it. You step on the people on your way to the top, there's no one down there to catch you when you fall. Right. That's right. You're going to pass those folks when you fall. You're passing those folks you step on. That's right. And ain't nobody going to help you. That's right. There'd be nobody. I've seen it. Yes. On other people. Yeah. Being, you know, somebody, you know, when you know, that, that does that, steps on everybody, treats everybody like trash, when they need somebody, there's nobody there. Nobody there. They're all by themselves. Yep. That's sad. It's sad, but if we'd be obedient to God, do what He says, we'd be prosperous in our land. And we're, you know, when I hear somebody say the United States of America, where they get their words, they get their definition of united from. We're more divided than we've ever been. You know, there's nothing united about us. But if we would be obedient to God, we wouldn't be dealing with some of these, these issues right now. You know, there's always going to be problems, always going to be trouble. But some of the issues that we're dealing with right now, we wouldn't be dealing with if we'd be obedient. We'd be obedient. Now, verse 17 through 19, it says, Remember what Amalek did to you along the way when you came out, out from Egypt. How he met you along the way and attacked among you all the stragglers at the rear when you were faint and weary and he did not fear God therefore it shall come about when the Lord your God has given you rest from all your surrounding enemies in the land which the Lord your God gives you as an inheritance to possess you shall blot out the memory of Amalek from under heaven and you must not forget uh, so Remember what Amalek did to you along the way when you came out from Egypt. And he did it because what? He did not fear God. That's we don't fear we don't fear God today in our nation. That's why we're going through some of the problems. Things we're going through. We don't fear God. People don't fear God. Most churches don't even talk. They they don't even preach God. I don't know what they're preaching, but they're not preaching the God of this Bible. They're not, you know. If you believe that there's a God and He's holy and He made us, you have to fear Him. They can't believe and not, if they believe, they have to fear Him. They have to not believe. I mean, that's, I, I don't think anybody can truly believe that there's a holy God out there and He's going to punish you and you're going to pay for what you've done. And not fear. Yeah. But see, you know, and it's, they just don't believe it. They just don't. They believe don't. They don't, they don't believe people. 
They just don't believe there's a God. Just like Ammon. He didn't fear God because he attacked God's people. And when you attack God's people, even today it still applies. You attack God's person or peoples. God vengeance his mind, I will repay, saith the Lord. You know, he even talks about where is it in is it Matthew where it talks about when you offend one of my little ones, it's better that you tie a millstone around your neck and cast it out in the river, out of the, out of the water. So, people, it's easy to fear God when everything is well. Right. When you got sickness, you got uh, lose your paycheck or something like that. Things are not going to do your town. It's harder for a person to keep their trust or draw, stay close to God. You're not, but that's when they really need to. When it's not going right. Right. But in this nation, uh, I've heard twice now that there's coming a, a real severe shortage of decent. Yes. What does our food run on? Eighteen wheelers and trains. What do they run on? Diesel. So there's some hard times coming that we can't see right now. But are we going to still draw close to God and stay with Him, even when we're hungry? Well, you know, see, yeah, see, see, churches today, lots of churches today teach that once you become a child of God, everything's on the door, everything's going to be a better road, you ain't going to have no more problems, everything's going to be taken care of. And that's what they teach. And then when stuff like hard times like that come, they're like, wait a minute, this ain't what I was told, you know, that, you know, and they, they, I guess they, they lose hope or whatever you want to say. You know, it's, they've just been taught wrong. I'm not saying they're not saved. They've just been taught wrong and they 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 question their... But yeah, I don't know. You know, I've been seeing dark places before that I didn't think God was there anymore. He done run off and left me. But he was and he was right there with me. And, you know, because I, because it's easy to believe in 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 a lie, you know, when a false teaching. It's easy. You got to be very careful. Got to be very careful. So, well, he'll but, put you in those. He'll, he'll put you in those positions to test you out. Too. That's right. To show to show you. Yeah. To show you. That's right. And that's how our faith in Him grows. Is when those times come. Because if those times didn't come, your faith wouldn't grow and he wouldn't be able to de demonstrate his love and his power to you if those things didn't happen. Now, nobody likes bad times. Don't get me wrong. Nobody likes them. I don't like them. I don't know anybody does, but that's how we that's how we grow in our faith. But we've probably all been through them some, right. some way or another in our lifetime. And, and if you haven't, you're going to be. Yep. <coughs> and you're going to be, and everybody's problems and trials are different, but they still come. And he doesn't, and sometimes <coughs> God doesn't, sometimes God allows the devil to do it. So, but it's for, it is for our good. What does he say? All things work for the good of those that love God, that will be called according to his purpose. Well, sometimes you kind of look at it this way. Some of the finest steel has to go through some of the most fierce fire. Trump. 
and that's that's what makes it better. Yep. When you you heat it, you temper it, it gets beat on and hammered down, and then gets chilled out, and you got instead of having tin, you've got steel. Right. Yep. And that's the way it is with us. If we if we believe in the Lord and stay with Him in the hard times, He'll give us the strength to make it through. Yes. That's right. But here, you know, talking we've talked about Amalek and uh, he didn't fear God and 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 uh and, and that his acts and actions uh were treachery and and and, and these acts uh, were to be reported to the, you know and taught and, and, and spoken to to the new generation what Amalek did they were to be told what evil acts Amalek had done and God told Israel uh, to blot them out and blot them out uh, blot them out uh, blot out the memory of Amalek from under heaven because of what they had did to them in verse 18 and blot out men of what totally just totally wipe them completely out where there's no no remnant of them ever ever again and you know and that's you know and there's several times throughout the history of Israel God did that don't just totally go out and just totally destroy everybody man woman child beast everything because of the evil and I'm telling you God's judgment is on this nation that is going to happen in this nation if we don't repent you know, it's a guy Gideon's meeting. He said, he said, it's going to happen. He said, but Lord, you know, and he'll pray. He said, Lord, just please give us another reprieve. Just give us another reprieve. Because he said, I know it's coming. So please just be merciful and give us another reprieve. So I guess we'll stop there, y'all. We'll start 26 next week. Yeah. All right, let's stand. Be dismissed. Brother Jim Boss, would you leave us? Dear Lord, we just thank you for the day you've given us and the opportunity to come together tonight to study your word. Lord, we just ask you to be with each and everyone that's been mentioned standing in the need of prayer tonight. Lord, we just ask that your will be done in each, each and every life. Lord, we go away from this place. We just ask for traveling grace as we return to our homes. Lord, just give us the opportunity to come back the next time the doors open. Lord, just give traveling grace to our pastor and his wife as they, as they enjoy their vacation and as they return to us this next week rest this thing in your name amen, amen. y'all don't forget Saturday morning men's breakfast